Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Predator in today's statistics episode. Before we get into the Predator properly uh, and the statistics therein, I I listened to an episode um, recently of a different podcast, another podcast, uh, talking about uh, a movie podcast, talking about movies, uh, what they were going to be reviewing, and they had indicated that they originally were going to review the Predator um, in an upcoming episode, but due to the... Uh, backlash and uh the whole olivia munn situation um sexual predator uh, whatever the truth of that is um that whole thing and and the fact that it took a lot of 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 work to get uh that person's scenes cut from the movie uh they were standing in solidarity with olivia munn and not going not going to be reviewing the predator and uh, firstly I, i i admire that decision i think that 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 makes sense. I, I like uh, that direction of things and uh, doing that. I think that makes uh, it's a good precedent uh, to show. Uh, that being said, um, you know this is you know since Weinstein and and you know even as far back as when all the Woody Allen allegations started happening and, and so forth. Uh, a lot, 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 a lot of people have um become uh, outed and and accused and uh, I, I don't know how many have been convicted necessarily but a lot of people have have been put through not put through but but um uh taken down i guess is the way i want to say it taken down by this you know me too times up movement which is great. I, I'm all for that. I completely support that. I think that's amazing. I love it so much, and uh, it, it just it really does show the corruption and despicable uh, number of despicable people uh, that have really, really, really just permeated throughout uh, Hollywood and, and other industries as well. So. But that the problem with that, uh, and you know Weinstein being the biggest example, you know his name is on a lot of movies. Uh, you know, not being a director or a writer or an actor, you know he his reach was incredibly wide with the number of films that he has touched uh, through his entire career in the industry. And uh, you know the same can be said for a lot of other people uh, who have who have been taken down as well. And I would love to, you know, completely remove any possible reference to him anywhere. Uh, you know, I would never. What I would love to be able to never talk about any movie he'd ever touched again. Uh, but I, I just, I don't really think that that's a reasonable option. I, I think, you know. If he came out with further movies, if the wine, if you know his name was attached to movies going forward, I can totally understand boycotting those and not going to see those. But uh, it shouldn't be. I don't think it is. 
and uh, you know the ones in the past uh, there's just too many you know he was I don't, I don't know what the numbers are but I can look and see what Letterboxd says regarding Harvey Weinstein produced 209 films uh, including and I've seen 52% of them including the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Silver Linings Playbook, Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2, Goodwill Hunting, Lion, Carol, The Hateful Eight, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchanged, Sing Street, The King's Speech, Wind River, Jackie Brown, Scream, Sin City, Gangs of New York, Paddington, The Aviator, The Fighter, Chicago, a lot, uh, uh, so many. <laughs> and the, uh, the notion of like never talking about Lord of the Rings ever again because his name's attached to it is kind of ludicrous. Uh, you know, not that anyone ever mentioned Harvey Weinstein when talking about the Lord of the Rings, at least outside of uh, the award circuit and maybe how Return of the King won Best Picture or won as many awards as it did. You know, I'm sure that his influence in some way led to that. But um, no, I mean, if you're just talking about the movie, doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. And I think... I, I've I've talked about you know this I've I've touched on this topic before I did an episode about um kind of where my thoughts were at that time regarding movies that were either directed by or starred problematic uh, actors or directors to put it lightly even uh, you know Casey Affleck or you know uh, Woody Allen and and you know and so on and so forth and it, it just each, you know, Kevin Spacey, and each domino that falls is um, shrinking the the pool of, you know, respect respectable movies uh, in that sense. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I, you know, you I want to be able to separate the the acting and the directing and, and the, the film itself from every other influence outside of it. I want to be able to do that. And I know that, you know, The Predator is is far from, you know, the biggest uh, target of this, this movement. It's, you know, it was successful. Olivia Munn campaigned and eventually with uh, the support of her co-stars and the support of... Um, other people behind her they were able to remove the scene that featured the um sexual predator uh I, I, again i don't know registered sex offender registered sex offender yes registered sex offender is what they have been calling the man and yeah so like they got his scene out he wasn't in the movie i don't know his name i've seen his name actually but I, I i don't remember it offhand and i know it's not a name that's even on my spreadsheet like he's not even a, a minor actor that's appeared in a couple of things that i'm familiar with so all that said um i am doing an episode on the predator it is a statistics episode however i i also want to add that I, I don't encourage anybody to go see this because I think it's really bad. Um, irrelevant uh, outside of, you know, it at one point had a scene in it that featured a registered sex offender and as acting in one of them as one of the characters outside of that, which also don't support movies with sex offenders in them, but also it's a bad movie. So don't support it for that reason either. 
you know, if you absolutely have to see this, I would wait until it's like a DVD rental at Redbox or on Netflix or whatever, Amazon, because I, I really do. I think it's really bad. Um, but let's 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 get into that a little bit more in today's statistics episode. Here we go. Um, the Predator. I saw it September 13th yesterday as of recording this 2018 100 minutes long and uh, it's a 2018 film it came out this year came out this weekend uh, my summary a renegade alien crash lands on earth so here's an interesting thing looking at the IMDB page um, for the predator and I was reading the uh, uh, summary that they that IMDb is using, which is when a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal hunters return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race, which is actually just not the summary of the movie. Uh, that's not what happens at all. Uh, there's a second summary here that I think... No, it, every all of these things... Uh, hinge on Jacob Tremblay's uh, character triggering their return to Earth, which is not the way it plays out in the movie. So I, I don't know why it says that. But a renegade alien crash lands on Earth. That is the summary for me. That is the spark of the movie. So passing that, passing that by, passing that over. My rating out of 100 is a 19. Um, it's pretty low, pretty low. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes currently has it as a, at a 34%, so a ballpark, but definitely lower than our t- Rotten Tomatoes is. Um, it is, let me make sure, put it in the right spot. Okay. It is part of a franchise, which is the Predator franchise, which one of the things that I liked about the movie, but they did it too many times, which is twice, um, they reference the fact that Predator is a really bad name for for what this uh, for what the alien is, which I liked. But one of the small things I liked. Um, but yeah, this is the sixth movie, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that take that includes the Predator franchise, uh, including two Aliens versus Predator movies. Alien, AV, two AVP movies. One is Alien versus Predator. The other is Aliens versus Predator. Uh, Predator. First Predator, the original, um, is still the only good one in this franchise, in my opinion. Uh, AVP, Predators, Predator 2, The Predator, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. I think they're all bad. Different degrees, certainly, with The Predator coming in as the second worst film in the franchise, uh, only above Aliens vs. Predator colon Requiem. Just, I don't know, it, it just it doesn't work for me. Shane Black... Uh, part of it felt like he he kind of didn't have the free reign he wanted to uh, to to pull off the sort of dialogue and, and scale that I think he's more comfortable with. But uh, on the other hand, I think some of it is just the CGI is awful. Like it has a bigger budget than any of the other Predator films, and it looks really bad. There's some really awful moments in this movie visually, and I just. I'm not about it. Not about it. So, moving on to Shane Black. We mentioned him. He's the director. This is the fourth film of his I've seen. 
uh, as a director. Uh, it drops his average film rating to a 65 even. It is his only film rated between 0 and 24 and worst film overall, coming in behind Iron Man 3. He has a value of 2, a score of 45.33, and is ranked 286th overall. He is just behind a couple of people tied ahead of him, including Ken Loach, who directed The Wind That Shakes the Barley and Kess, uh, Joe Swanberg, who directed Happy Christmas and Drinking Buddies, and Jerry Zucker, who directed Ghost and Airplane and Rat Race. Um, Shane Black is one spot ahead of two people. Jonathan Lynn, who directed Clue and My Cousin Vinny, and Mike Gabriel, credited as a director on Pocahontas and The Rescuers Down Under. As a writer, Shane Black is also credited as a writer for this movie. Um, this is his eighth film credit as a writer that I have seen and drops his average film rating to a 56.5. It is his second film rated between 0 and 24 and worst film overall, coming in behind The Long Kiss Goodnight. It drops his value to a 0, his score to a 45.2, and he is ranked 422nd overall. One spot behind a trio of people, uh, the co-directors, or co-writers rather, of Swiss Army Man and Possibilia, and the writer of Edge of Tomorrow and Get On Up, Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, and John Henry Butterworth, respectively. Uh, Shane Black is one spot ahead of Robert L. Baird, who is a writer on Big Hero 6, Monsters University, and Ferdinand. Also credited as a writer on the film is Fred Decker. This is the only film of his I've seen. He has an average film rating of 19. It is his only film. He has a value of negative 2, a score of 4.33, ranking him 6,483rd overall, tied with the writers of a bunch of other things, uh, including, but certainly not limited to, Pixel Perfect, uh, Bullet in the Brain, the Burning, Winchester from this year, Winchester, uh, Casino Royale, the first one, uh, Terminator Genesis, Season of the Witch. Not not good, not good. But, yes, that's it. Two writers, two writers in the film. Uh, moving on, big cast. Actually, a very sizable cast for this film, uh, which was very surprising. There were a couple of people I was not prepared to see when I started the movie. The highest ranking person in this movie, and this may tell you something, is Boyd Holbrook. He is the lead. Uh, this is his 11th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 52.18. It is his fourth film rated between 0 and 24 and eighth best movie overall, coming in and behind Little Accidents and ahead of The Host. He has a value of negative 2, a score of 42.15, and is ranked 2,302nd overall. So we're starting off about halfway down the list uh, with the best per actor in this movie. He is one spot behind Nathan Fielder, host of Nathan For You, and one spot ahead of Dennis Leary, who is in Ice Age, all the Ice Age movies, as well as A Bug's Life. Next up is Sterling K. Brown. Um, this is his sixth film credit and drops his average film rating to a 55 even. It is his only film rated between 0 and 24 and worst film overall, coming in behind the, another film from this year, Hotel Artemis. 
He has a value of 0, a score of 41.25, and a rank of 2,431st overall, tied with uh, such people as Will I M. Uh, he's one spot behind Wolf Collar, who's in Wonder Woman, and Remains of the Day, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. He is one spot ahead of Roger Ashton Griffiths from The Lobster and A Knight's Tale. I like Sterling K. Brown. Uh, I thought he was okay in this movie, but uh, underutilized for much of it. Next up is Alfie Allen. This is his seventh film credit and drops his average film rating to a 52.57. It is his third film rated between 0 and 24 and sixth best movie overall, coming in behind Agent Cody Banks 2, colon, Destination London, and ahead of The Other Boleyn Girl. He has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 39.39, and a rank of 2,699th overall. One spot behind Ice Cube, one spot ahead of Jaden Lieberher, who is in It and St. Vincent, and he was the kid in Midnight Special. Below him is Jake Busey. This is his 10th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 48.6. It is his second film, rated between 0 and 24, and worst movie. Overall, coming in behind Contact. He has a value of negative 2.5, a score of 38 even, and is ranked 2,859th overall. Tied with Lea Costa, who is in Victoria, and Duck Butter. Uh, tied with Nick Thune from Extract and Mr. Roosevelt. And um, tied with a lot of people, like another 15 people, including Robin Williams, Oscar winner for Goodwill Hunting. Uh, also tied that that point. Uh, Jake Busey is one spot behind Angelina Jolie and one spot ahead of Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Next up is Keegan-Michael Key. This is his 24th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 46.71. It is his 7th film rated between 0 and 24 and 20th best movie overall. Coming in behind Vacation and ahead of Mr. 3000. His value of negative 10.5, a score of 32.62, and is ranked 3,456th overall. One spot behind Adrian Grenier, and one spot ahead of Nikki Reed, who was in the Twilight movies, as well as the movie 13, which is very good. Next up is Lachlan Monroe. This is his 12th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 45 even. It is his second film rated between 0 and 24 and 12th best movie overall or worst movie overall, coming in behind Little Man. He has a value of negative 6.5 and a score of 32.07. He's ranked 3,512th overall, one spot behind Rodrigo Santoro, who was in Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, Rio 2, 300, uh, Red Belt, and I Love You, Philip Morris. Lachlan Monroe is one spot ahead of Anne-Marie Duff, who was in Notes on a Scandal and Nowhere Boy. Below that is Thomas Jane. This is his eighth film credit and drops his average film rating to a 36.5. It is his third film rated between 0 and 24 and sixth best movie overall, coming in behind Deep Blue Sea and ahead of another film from this year, Axel. 
He has a value of negative 8, a score of 21.2, and is ranked 4,317th overall. One spot behind Curtis Armstrong, and one spot ahead of Alexis Knapp. Alexis Knapp, who was in Pitch Perfect. One, two, and three. Just a few spots below there is uh, Trevante Rhodes, who was in Moonlight. This is his fourth film credit that I've seen. Drops his average film rating to a 38. It is his third film, rated between 0 and 24, and worst movie overall, coming in behind another film from this year, 12 Strong. He has a value of negative 4.5, a score of 20.83, and is ranked 4,334th overall, tied with a lot of people. Um, so we're going to ignore all of those people and say that he is one spot behind Michael Chiklis and one spot ahead of Jacob Lattimore. Jacob Lattimore, who was in Detroit, The Maze Runner, Slight, uh, Candy Jar, Collateral Beauty, among others. Below that is Jacob Tremblay. This is his 10th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 33.7. It is his fifth film, rated between 0 and 24, and sixth best movie overall, coming in behind Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, colon, the movie, and ahead of The Smurfs 2. He has a value of negative 9.5, a score of of 18.58, and is ranked 4,441st overall. Out of 4,775 people, he is one spot behind Tang Wei, who was in Monster Hunt and Lust, Caution, and he's one spot ahead of Brendan Fraser. Uh, He was in Room and Wonder, and that's, that's pretty much it. Um, below him is Yvonne Strahovski. This is her fifth film credit and drops her average film rating to a 32.4. It is her second film, rated between 0 and 24, and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind All I See Is You and ahead of I, Frankenstein. She has a value of negative 5 and a score of 18.14, ranking her 4,459th overall. Tied with Riss Wakefield... Riss Wakefield, who was in After the Dark, Nobody Walks, and the first Purge movie. Uh, Tied also with Francois Chow, who was in Rescue Dawn, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and Beverly Hills Ninja. Strahovski is one spot behind Brandon Lee, and one spot ahead of Emmanuel Triqui. Triqui, Triqui, Triqui. Shrikwi. Um, she was in Entourage. That's that's her big thing. She was in Entourage. Below that, uh, even further down the list, is Olivia Munn. This is her 13th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 33.46. It is her ninth film rated between... Nope, it is her sixth, sixth film rated between 0 and 24 and ninth film overall coming in behind Ride Along 2 and ahead of I Don't Know How She Does It. She has a value of negative 12, a score of 17 even, and is ranked 4,502nd overall. Tying her with Madeline Weinstein, who was in Beach Rats, uh, Naya Rivera, who was on Glee, Tika Sumter from Get On Up and Ride Along. Uh, Livy Munn is one spot behind Omar Epps, uh, who was on House. 
and is one spot ahead of Carrie Kenny Silver, who was in Role Models, Balls of Fury, All About Steve, and The Ten. That's it. Those are the actors. Not big names. Uh, people I like, actually, but um, not people with the best resumes, as it turns out, um, unfortunately. Moving on uh, to genre. Uh, The Predator, with a 19 from 2018, is an action movie. Dropping the average rating of those to 50.6, it is an adventure, which is now average rating of 51.25. It is a horror movie, I guess. No? More of a sci-fi thriller, I guess. Sci-fi movie? Um... So uh, lowers the average rating of sci-fi films to 50.97. And a thriller, lowering the rating of those to 51.58. It has a 1 on the Bechtel test. Olivia Munn and Yvonne Strahovski are in the movie. They never talk to each other or I think even share a scene together. And it was rated R. It was rated R. Um, Awesome. No Academy Awards to speak of. No Circle of Film Awards uh, coming. Doesn't rank as a best picture in any category. But in the year's statistics, it is the 178th 2018 film that I have seen. Uh, For those of you doing the math at home, that's about one a day for about six months. So I'm a little bit behind if I want to see one a a day for the year. But we're getting to the end of the year and they're going to start coming rapid fire. It is one of the 1,455 films that I have seen in the year 2018. It lowers the average film rating of those film uh, of the of 2018 films to 39.84, uh, which is the next time you can going backwards you would get to a year that has an average rating lower than 40 is 1945. So we've had a rough year so far. Hopefully the fall and winter will pick things up. Uh, lowers the average tomato meter score for 2018 films to 55.99. It is the 46th action movie, 31st adventure movie, uh, 36th sci-fi movie, and 58th thriller. As a bad film, it is the 111th bad film I've seen from this year. Uh, To put that in perspective, um, I have seen more than 100 I've seen a hundred more movies that came out in 2015 than I have in 2018. And I've only seen two more bad movies from 2018 than 20 or from 2015 than from 2018. Not, not great. Uh, But that, and it lowers the ratio of good to bad movies to 0.37. Very low. Um, Next, next year chronologically with a good to bad ratio of under 0.5 you would have to go all the way back to 1945 again. Um, Yeah. Not great. Um, And all told, it is the 2,766th bad film that I have seen in my life. Uh, As a one on the Bechtel test, it is part of the 26.97% of films from 2018 with a one on the Bechtel test, Um, which isn't, isn't that bad, actually. Uh, 2018 has been pretty strong in the Bechdel category. Uh, Over 50% of the films have had a three. And progress. Small, but significant. 
As an R-rated film, it is the 70th R-rated film that I've seen from this year. Uh, Heads and shoulders above anything else. There's only been 56 PG-13 movies I've seen, 20 PG movies, 3 G movies. Uh, It's pretty, pretty heavily skewed in R-rated favor. And finally, as a 19 rated, as a film rated 19 out of 100 is the 40th film that I've rated that score. Putting that into perspective from 2018, it is on par with Super Troopers 2, The Legacy of a Whitetail Deer Hunter, and Winchester. If we want to go back a year, see what was rated 19 last year, you would get things like Unlocked, uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, and Animal Crackers. Animal Crackers. And we'll go back to 2016 as well to find that there was just one movie that year, Dreamland. Dreamland got a 19. Cool. Uh, that's, I mean, that's it. That's it. That's that's all there is. That's the Predator. Uh, like I said, I think it's really bad. I think it's a, a low point for the franchise that when you don't include Aliens versus Predator movies. And... For that, and additionally for the fact, for the whole controversy surrounding it, I I wouldn't support this movie financially. Uh, but, mm, hmm, I don't know. I, I, it gives me an idea for another topic that I can do at a later point, actually, which I'm interested in. So, that being said, uh, thank you. And um, now we're going to shift over to the outro, courtesy of Meg Berquist. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at circleoffilm or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening and have a week. So long, farewell. I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu In the name of love One night in the name of love So long, farewell, oh, I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.